episode 299 of the Global From Asia podcast. We have a special edition. I am going into quarantine in China because of the coronavirus. I really want to see my family. So everybody's asking me. So I thought I would share the experience, at least the entering experience today. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. All right, the show notes for this one and other tidbits and links for webinars and other things we're doing here at globalfromasia.com slash lockdown. Lockdown. Okay, just to make sure you've heard, we are going to have webinars for this whole coronavirus pandemic nightmare. If you want to check it out, I'll be doing it live while I'm in the quarantine. Learn more and check out at our previous show, globalformation.com slash masks, and you'll see different time zones and options for you to dial in with me live in quarantine. And we're going to talk about the mask trading, we're going to talk about this whole lockdown situation, and more. Hope to see you there. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to download and listen or stream or get off WeChat official account or whatever way you're listening to the Global From Asia podcast. I am your host, Michael Michelini, and I am on a bus preparing to go to quarantine in Shenyang, city of Liaoning province in People's Republic of China. Don't know how long I'll be sitting on this bus. It's already been about five hours since I landed more than that so we have a wechat group and people have been asking me on all these social media channels what's been going on and probably for a while and it's it's always content there's lots of content to talk about we got masks from last week still doing amazing things with masks i mean it's a fascinating thing as well as a tragic thing um as well as you know the these trade wars before and protests and now there's a viruses a little bit of volcano but there's just so much to talk about but today we're going to focus about quarantining of foreigners entering china in the coronavirus world it's just going to be me on this microphone i have a lapel mic my microphone honestly the atr 2100 i use for this show is in my manila apartment so you know podcasts are long form content so i'm going to ramble we don't got a guest today, so there's no intro-outro. It's just purely me, and if if you don't want to hear me rambling, then you can skip this one. But I'm going to start from start from being in Manila. I think, hopefully, if you guys listen to the show, you know I went to Manila to work closer with uh, Alpha Rock Capital as a partner there and doing some work on the biz dev. And I just, my wife went back to China because of the uh, cancer her mother had, and it was getting very serious. And she needed treatments. So in November of 2019, my wife told me after I came back from Taiwan to do a mentor when I was mentoring at Mox Mobile Only Accelerator in Taipei. And I come back and she tells me her she's going back to China after the kids finish the semester in December to spend time with her family. And it's up to me to go with her at all, a little bit or the whole time. I decided on a little bit. I only have a 30-day stay in China anyway on my current 10-year business visa, so I went. Figured I'd go there for Christmas and New Year's, but I wasn't going to stick around for Chinese New Year, you know. This is not for me. 
I mean, I could hang around and I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't really eat sunflower seeds and I don't watch a lot of TV, whether it's English or Chinese. So I decided to go down to Manila on my own and spend some time there, maybe half a year or so. Got an apartment, carried my microphone, my keyboard, my folding desk thingy, a lot of little gadgets, you know, it's not huge. It was a checked luggage and my clothes. So I was there for a while, volcano erupted. The coronavirus started in China. I got, I got on Yahoo Finance TV. I got on Wall Street Journal. I got in BBC. All because of this virus and the separation of my family and a trade war. All that stuff. So that was a little bit of an interesting time. And then March 13th, Friday the 13th, I have been planning. Alvin's editing this amazing show. Thank you, Alvin. We have an amazing team. Mindy helps make sure the show, show goes online. We're seeing everything. Cheryl helps. LJ helps. Stephanie helps. We got a great team. More more than I could even mention, but we've been planning this management retreat for months since I was going to be in the Philippines. Anyway, I wanted to meet our team that makes this show happen and also our web projects, our marketing projects, our content team. They're in Davao, they're in Cebu, they're in different parts of the Philippines. So I flew in on Thursday, March 12th. I guess that's really when this, this adventure starts. And, you know, Mark uh, Roca, the partner managing director at Alpha Rock Capitals like Mike I don't know if you should go or you gotta be careful because they're talking about a lockdown that coronavirus started getting I think there was one case in Manila that came that was found a few days before maybe the Saturday before honestly but it it was kind of getting people scared but they didn't start freaking out and then about Thursday they started freaking out on 12th and I was I left to the airport to go to Bohol. It's a beautiful little island I had never been to before. There's chocolate hills and beaches and virgin islands and stuff. And we had the whole itinerary plan, Mindy prepared. So I'm, I'm in the grab going to the airport and Mark's like, maybe you should go back to the apartment, maybe stay in Manila. I'm like, oh, man, I booked flights and hotels for all these people. And then I was thinking back on mine, I'm like, actually Bohol's probably a safer place to be if there's gonna be like a emergency in Manila for a little while I could be down in the islands anyway it would be nice right that was the thinking so the flight was normal there's no lockdown at a flight and I uh I, I went to I went to Bohol on uh March 12th let's say that's really when this adventure really started and landed pretty normal they had some form some kind of like health form you had to fill out and then I think they took your temperature at the airport and then they had my name waiting for me with a private car, Mindy set up, and I went to our hotel. Friday woke up and the lockdown in Manila had been had started on Friday the 13th, 2020, 10 days ago. Today's, I'm recording this on the 23rd of March. So pretty fast, the lockdown happened, and then I had my keys to my apartment in Manila. I was even thinking about the back of my mind, I should have had a set to a friend well, I didn't have a set and the landlord didn't even have a copy. I remember the landlord told me he didn't have a copy. So I go with Alvin, our amazing editor here. We met before, at least once, maybe twice, Alvin, I think, at least once. So we went to the um, LBC, I think, some shipping company to try to mail my keys to Manila so that they can go in and get my stuff out. At least some of the stuff, like the hard drive that has all these podcasts backed up on and other things like that microphone <laughs> this label mic's okay i hope couldn't mail the key lockdown they said they could take the key and put it in their warehouse for a month or however long the lockdown's going to be but they were saying lockdown in manila will be until april 14th so that's a long time then 
Mark saying I should fly back to Manila right away. Uh, I was looking at flights and they were going really expensive or sold out. And then even Bahal, I think Friday or maybe it was Friday the 13th or Saturday, they started saying Bahal is going to be locked down. And if you didn't leave within a couple of days, you're going to be stuck there for at least seven days. Meanwhile, I don't see anybody wearing masks. I don't see any emergencies, but everybody's getting nervous. The, the girls came from uh, Stephanie and Halja and Mindy came from Davao. So they had also had a flight problem. Their flight had been canceled. They had to rebook a new one. Their parents are getting nervous for them. Alvin's parents, he's in Cebu, so he was going to go back early on Sunday. So basically what happened was we stayed a couple of days, cut the trip short by a couple, maybe a day or two. I think it was supposed to be on Monday. And we got a little bit of a rebate from our hotel. And we go back, uh, all of us go to the airport. And then I go with Alvin to the ferry. Also, if you want to see the videos of these I have a pretty well documented in video form. We also, Alvin also has a video blog at mikesblog.com slash vlog, V-L-O-G. If you want to see the videos, this is just the podcast, just Global Asia. I know I have branding issues, what name to use for what thing, but. So we're on the ferry, and my wife's starting to freak out, saying I should come back immediately. It's Sunday now, the 15th of 2020. So I still had internet on my phone, and I'm on the ferry. When he's like, I should come back to China immediately. Started checking flights on my phone. Couldn't find anything for that Sunday. Couldn't find anything for the 16th. I found a ticket for like $800 on Tuesday, the 17th. And I book it. I was kind of stressed out. It's kind of a lot. I don't know if you think, you know, Philippines and China not that far apart. Usually it's like $300 max. But I booked it. Get a little budget hotel, just do self-quarantine, get some canned food, don't really leave for a couple of days. Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, I go to the airport in the morning. I think it was Monday night, the what day, um, 16th, they locked down or they grounded all the flights. I thought that was a Manila-only thing, but so I go to Cebu and the whole thing is shut down. The whole airport's just closed. Everything says canceled. So, you know, I freaked out. I mean, I... Also keep in mind, I don't have much clothes or things on me because I only went for like a three-day weekend to the islands in Bohol. I think I'm going to go back to Manila on Monday morning. So I have two pairs of pants or shorts, flip-flops, and my button-down shirts. Some basic bathroom necessities, things like that. So I'm carrying my stuff. Luckily, it's not a lot of stuff. But, uh, you know, I just spent a few hundred pesos on a grab to get there. Nothing. They just gave me a phone number to call. Honestly, I don't even know if I'm getting that money back. I must be, but I filed a refund request through my third-party booking agent, Kiwi. And I uh, find one-night hotel nearby, jump on a motorcycle, take a quick motorcycle to this uh, Airbnb. Actually, I bought a Expedia, but it feels like an Airbnb. I guess they're trying to compete with Airbnb now at Expedia. I thought it was going to be like a hotel, but it was like a private owner and blah, 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 got in. It was pretty swell set up, but I realized there's no more flights they say there's no more flights. There was next to the airport. I heard no airplanes. I'm like, and then LJ and the team's like, Mike, you got to go out and stock up on food. So I put my mask on. I Also, my wife got me to buy protective glasses, protect virus from going in my eyes. So, and they're black. they only had the, sh- the black ones, like the, sh- the sun resistant, not the clear. You know, talking about these protective glasses you do in construction zones, but they look like, uh, they're pretty funny if you see. I'll try to put them in the show notes, but 
I've been putting on some of my social media or wearing it in a lot of my video blogs lately. I stock up on food, but with only one night at this place, wondering if I'm going to extend there. Still trying to get through to a couple of my friends, you know, pretty active on Facebook, getting various requests, because I'm like, do I, am I stuck in Cebu until April 14th? That was the thinking. So I get a hold of a friend, another friend, talking to different people. This really kind guy, actually a podcast listener, I don't think he's actively listening now, but we work together with this Hong Kong stuff, and Abdulaman, he's a really nice guy from Saudi Arabia. He, uh, he's so kind, he picks me up. He's like, don't worry, stay where you are, I'll come pick you up. Because the next day, the Airbnb guy, or Expedia guy, wanted me to book another night. And I was just saying, give me more time. I'm trying to get through the embassy, I can't get through the embassy, I'm calling the Department of Tourism. They're, they're talking about a military plane, because you gotta give them, there's no flights anywhere. Not even to Manila, nothing. No flights. Or maybe there's some international, I'm so confused, it was really confusing. Department of Tour- Tourism says uh, they'll arrange a military plane, or trying to arrange a military plane. And I can go to Manila and then I can book international from there because there's no international flights. So, you know, I was going to maybe extend it to this Airbnb place. But then Abdul Rahman picks me up, load up all my cans, go to his place. He has a whole spare room for me. Totally, totally uh, dedicated room, bed, everything, you know, little desk, work area. He's uh, working on some product development in Cebu for a new product he has with a designer. That's why he came from Saudi Arabia there. And just randomly, through another common friend, knew he was there and I was there and connected us. Even though we were already connected, just reminded us. Stayed over the night, got some rest, started catching up on work. So much work, you know, anybody making content knows. And of course, there's everything else that I'm doing. You know, with Alpha Rock, also some real chaos happening with Amazon shutting down new shipments, causing craziness. I know there's a pandemic but it's really really crazy so the next after what day are we on we're now on thursday of last week 19th 19th of 2020 so we went out to get some more cans and some more food and now we're kind of like planning our schedule or sharing what kind of food we like and stuff we're ready to be these two bachelors in his place for like a month it was a fun time he's a really nice guy and then come back to the uh, apartment building security they don't I was I came in the day before no problem on the 17th no 18th come up with a taxi and they're like giving them a hard time who am I friend okay why no visitor escalation 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 and then he tries to call the landlord landlord Kandra won't do anything, goes to the management of the management company or management building that he knows personally, can't do anything. They didn't even want me to go back to the room to get my stuff. They wanted Abdurrahman to go to his apartment and pack my stuff and put it in his, you know, in my luggage and bring it to me in the parking lot. They didn't even want to let me back into the building. He really worked hard and finally they agreed to let me go back to pack my stuff because I literally had unpacked. Like, you know, I don't have that many things, but, you know, just podcasts and videos. I have, like, all my, like, little gear and wires set up because I'm ready to start recording and making stuff. That's what I am. I'm a, I'm a creator. I'm a blogger. I'm a content creator. That's who I am. So I have all these wires and extension cords and cables and, H, you know, uh, you know uh, Zoom H6s, you know, one, and all these little label mics just preparing. Clean all of this stuff up repack my clothes out of the drawers and they're waiting the security's waiting for me outside Abdurrahman learns how to use my camera record some of this again this is on mikesblog.com slash vlog probably should make a whole dedicated page with these like there's like four or five videos now about this virus 
encounter of mine, which I haven't seen or heard of anybody that I know having it. And I uh, hope nobody does. hope unless nobody else gets it anymore. But it's affected so many of our lives and businesses now with or without encountering the virus. So, you know, basically he helps carry my stuff. And I have at least three huge cans, bags of canned food because I'm thinking I'll be in his place for like, two bachelor well, actually we're both married but you know kind of like bachelor life you know two guys his place was kind of like he was kind of embarrassed it was not so clean i'm like dude that's like me too man we're just like these guys and we're gonna just kind of like you know eat eat junk food not really junk but eat food and watch maybe i was talking about movies we're gonna watch maybe he got him on a podcast maybe i can still get him on the podcast he's so kind really obviously didn't charge me anything and he, he spent a lot you know spent a lot of money with me we were buying stuff and I think he gave me more cans than I had paid for, <laughs> these cans, people say. So we had the taxi wait because he's not in a really downtown area. Plus, there's not as many taxis because of this whole lockdown. So the taxi was waiting down in the basement, loaded up my cans, get in the back seat. I don't even know where I'm going. I just think one of my other friends, Josh, did, said I could stay. And uh, oh, somebody else is coming on the bus. Hello. Okay. Maybe we'll go now. There's four people on the bus. I don't know how, I hope it doesn't develop this fourth person bus to leave. This might be a long time, but I guess I get to make this podcast. I hope it's good quality. I'll probably make a lot of content in the next 14 days, but we'll get to that later. So I'm getting kicked out. I actually started to get watery eyes because it's 6 p.m. on a Thursday and I didn't know where to go. And there's even there was even starting to be reports that I still true, but they canceled all the visas for foreigners in the Philippines. We were saying all these chats and like Slack with Alpha Rock and LJ with the Shadstone team, you know, seeing on social media. Does that mean we got to all leave now? So it's just all this insanity, right? All this insanity. And the taxi driver doesn't want to keep driving around with me because I can't get a hold of Josh because he works U.S. time. He usually wakes up 6 p.m., he says, but 7 p.m. still wasn't answering. I got my three huge grocery bags of cans and I got my little, you know, electron, my office, I call it. It's like this black bag of gear. And a little knapsack of clothes with the GFA logo on it. So I'm sitting in a rest. So I go into an empty restaurant. They were nice to me, honestly. Get some barbecue chicken, some water. I finally break down and just decide to get a freaking hotel. I just find one like walking distance from this restaurant, which is in the same area I think Josh lives in. Based on our conversation, he said I could come. He said he had a room for me. Just didn't know where his exact address was. All right. So let's go forward. So I go into this little hotel and there's some German couple that was really stressed out, chain smoking on the stoop of this like budget hotel, airport hotel in Cebu, Philippines. And they're uh, saying how they finally got a flight, the last flight to Germany ever or something, or at least for a long time, 2 a.m. depart. And they were talking and I talked to this guy from New Zealand that says his flight got canceled. He was in the airport to New Zealand, but because of the lockdown there, the airline decided to cancel the flight. Even though he was a New Zealander, he could go back, but the flight got canceled. And he actually was nice enough to help me carry, go back to the restaurant and help me pick up the cans and take them back, which is really nice of him. So we got a little clip of him on the podcast, no, on the vlog, vlog, video blog, video at mikesblog.com slash vlog. Look back in the... G- March 2020 archives, whenever you're listening to this and laughing at me. Stay over there that night, March 19th, Thursday night. Later that night, Josh did wake up, replies to me saying, Hey, sorry, I just woke up. Yeah, sure, you can come here. This is the address. Not 
But yeah, if you already booked a hotel, stay there and come in the morning before I go back to sleep because he sleeps before like around lunchtime, before lunch. So I enjoy a night's sleep. Uh, I have to make, admit, admit to you guys, I woke up in the middle of the night, that night, swinging my fist, thinking somebody was robbing my hotel room. I don't know, what is that, paranoia? I thought somebody was breaking in because there was other reports of Alex from Alpha Rock saying he lived, he moved out of the city to a, like a house in Manila to be with another friend. And he was hearing reports in that area of uh, people breaking into houses because maybe they thought they could get away with it or maybe because they needed food or they didn't have a job anymore or they felt like there was enough police. So he said he had golf clubs that were ready in case somebody broke into their house. I think that's why I woke up swinging in the middle of the night in a hotel room. It really just feels like the world has gone crazy. <clears throat> Wake up Friday morning. Still do my 5.30 a.m. I think I probably woke up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. now. Been waking up earlier without alarm. You know, do my morning work. Actually, I was on another podcast about the coronavirus. Danny Carlson got me on, sharing in his podcast about it. More on the supply chain side, which is actually over now. China seems like it's back to normal. But the rest of the world is gone crazy now. So, Friday morning, woke up. Josh says, yeah, come by anytime you want, maybe before lunch. So I do my morning work, make this content or other content I'm making. I'm basically making blogs and podcasts and videos and managing a team that makes that for tons of websites. Kind of what we do for everything. Webinars. Definitely make sure you register if you want for the coronavirus webinar. I'm going to be stuck in my apartment, so I'm going to be, not apartment, I'm going to be stuck in a hotel in China. So I'm going to do three this week for U.S. time, Europe time, and Asia time. So that will be on globalformation.com slash masked. And I am still stuck in this bus. I'm just hoping more people can come in here so I can get out of here. But somebody walked by. They're not going to get in. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a podcast for this is a special edition. We did the mask one last week earlier. But yeah, if you want to check out the masks from last week, we're going to do a coronavirus webinar live. I'll be doing it from that hotel room. Globalformation.com slash masks. You'll see a link for the webinar. You'll also see a link for donating masks or buying masks or trading masks. It's kind of what I do when I'm not uh, wrestling with quarantine issues right now. All right, let's get back to the story. So Friday morning, Josh, I can come by anytime. I do my morning work, creating all this content. The webinar planning, email newsletter, if you're not on that. We try our best to make a fun little newsletter. But anyway, anyways. You know, I do my morning work, no problem. Check out a hotel, get a grab, go to Josh. It's totally smooth. Meet him before he's going to sleep. I could, I used to do that. I, I don't know. I don't know how I he can do that. It's really hard for me to sleep in the daytime and work in the nighttime. But he does it many years. We caught up a bit, but he says that the night before that Thursday, he says now he's starting to notice it in his neighborhood that there. He lives in a subdivision, so it means it's. He just says, I don't got to get worried about getting kicked out because it's like his own house. And then I started having those night that nightmare about that guy's handy out of the golf clubs because people start attacking your house. So that's another fear that started popping in my mind. But he said, don't worry. He has a huge dog and he knows the people, even though he's an American like me or a foreigner like me. He says, don't got to worry here about getting robbed. So he says that the night before they started going around in a barangay. It's like kind of like police or security trucks with loudspeakers saying only one person can leave a day and they can only leave to get groceries or medical supplies. That's what they're saying in Cebu, Philippines, in a subdivision in the kind of outskirts of the city in this housing subdivision where he lives. 
again, this is Thursday, March 19th. So I'm there on the 20th. And he says, don't worry, stay as long as you want. I brought tons of cans. Stayed over, you know, caught up on work again. Slept. Saturday is my cheat day. But then I kept hearing these reports from the embassy called me, I think, Friday and says that I, Friday morning, saying um, I can get a discount at the Waterfront Hotel at Maktan by the airport. They got a discount for me. So that's my benefit from the embassy. And they said, just keep calling Department of Tourism for the planes or the schedules. So I am also getting re people sending me messages that America will stop receiving Americans if they don't come back in the next, I don't know, 10 days. You're going to be stuck overseas for a long time if you don't come back in the next, I don't know, maybe it's a week or 10 days. So friends of mine are like, are we going to be stuck out of America for, I'm like, I haven't been back in years anyway. I don't plan to go back for a long time. So fine. That didn't stress me out too much. Mm. So what happened was LJ on my team sent me a Facebook post from the UK Embassy of Cebu that says there were flights going to Manila from Cebu and some other flights. They had selectively opened the airport for like five flights. But you can't book online. You have to go there. So it's Saturday morning. I tell Josh he's still awake. I'm going to go to the airport and try to get his flight, but I'm not going to take my luggage. It says you actually have to have an international flight booked from Manila in order to get the flight. But I'm like, I don't trust this because I got a processing refund already. I'm not going to buy a flight from Manila if I can't confirm and go there. Lucky I did that. So I go to the airport with a grab. And then I go to the Philippines Air ticket booth to buy my ticket so that I can confirm that. And then I'll, I was I brought my laptop. I was ready to buy the thing on the international flight if they could confirm. I would have bought it on any booking site. Get my number. Go to the desk. What do you think? What do you think happened? This is a this is a crazy one. They said all the the seats on the flight were booked by the Mormons. It's a Mormon church. Hello. Also, people are less friendly now. This whole virus thing makes people not want to be social. Anyways, oh, I saw this whole group of Mormons, and I'm carrying my video blog camera, just like Nikon, DLSR, and then I was going up to them like, oh, you guys are the Mormons that booked the whole plane? They're like, we said no journalists, we said no media. I'm like, I'm not media, man, I'm a, I'm a blogger. They're like, no camera. So I couldn't even get them on the video blog, but they bought the whole plane. So the PAL, Pacific, Philippine Air, Lines is PAL, they call themselves PAL. They uh, told me to go to the main counter of the airport and put my name on a list, and then there might be a 5 30 p.m. flight that day. And if I put my name on a list, they will call me if it goes. So I go and I do that. Man, it's ghost town. I'm telling you, this airport was nothing. There was a 7 Eleven and a Starbucks open. So I go and put my name on a list. Go to 7-Eleven, they don't take credit cards. I'm running low on peso, honestly, because I'm planning to leave. So I didn't get peso. Go to 7-Eleven, I mean, Starbucks, they take credit cards, so I kind of went nuts. I usually don't get Starbucks, but I bought, like, a vanilla strawberry shake. You know, I bought a cinnamon roll, some kind of crazy other thing. I never saw this stuff at Starbucks. It's like all this food now. <clears throat> and then put that on a credit card and then called that grab back. Actually, the grab kind of told me to cancel it because he wanted to pay me in cash, but we bargained at a cheaper rate. So I was like, whatever, man. So usually I use a credit card, but with all this chaos, what does it matter anymore? 
So I called him up, bargained. He wanted to charge me the same rates. I, I, I bargained him down. I bargained him down. Because I'm like, dude, you just saw me. Drop me off. You know I didn't get a flight. Help, you know, help me out. Help my brother out here. So I bargained 300 there, 250 back, 550 peso. Oh, is that $10, whatever? $10, $11. It's not the end of the world. It's more like the annoyance. Go back to Josh's. It's my cheat day. I'm eating all this stuff up. He ordered McDonald's for me. Didn't know how to even order McDonald's, but he got it off some grab food thing. Chowing down Saturday. Talked to my wife, and uh, she's getting more and more nervous hearing reports in the Philippines about the increasing numbers. And I'm also in Josh's baby room. I kind of feel bad. He says the kids usually don't sleep in there anyway, but they're sleeping on the couch, and I just feel really bad. But uh, that also is bothering me. So Saturday night, we're Wendy and I, I'm usually sleep earlier, but it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. We're chatting about flights. She's sending me flights. I'm sending her flights. I'm just not sure what happens if I go to Korea with the 20-hour layover if I go to China. I asked her to ask trip customer support, and I passed out. I wake up Sunday morning, March 22nd, and she booked a flight for me, leaving that day. <laughs> Yesterday, actually. 1.30, depart. So I wake up, you know, at 5.30, check my WeChat, and she had booked a flight, sent me the receipt. I gotta get to a flight, but I don't got anything else to do. I mean, I do my content and my planning for the week, but stuck at Josh's, starting to be a hundred percent lockdown in all the Philippines anyway. And this, she says she booked it because she says C Trip said it might be one of the last flights for a while. So book it, and or she booked it and gave me. So I, I have so many cans. Everybody's laughing on my video blogs about all the cans I have, but. So many cans, so I leave a bunch with Josh's. A little thank you at least. Let me, let me stay there a couple of nights and got me to McDonald's. Take some because I, my wife bought 15 kilograms of check luggage. And I'm like, why'd you do that? I have like two sets of clothes and my laptop. <laughs> so at least I checked all the cans. Not all, but a bunch. I calculated it based on the weight of the can because we didn't have a scale. So I just calculated how much each can weighed and did math to figure out the weight. He gave me a duffel bag and <laughs> dumped a whole bunch of canned goods, tuna fish, beans, chili, nuts in there. And take all this to the airport. Can't get a grab yesterday because of lockdown, I think. There's just says no grab available. It's like waiting three minutes. Try again. No grab available. Try again. Three minutes. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Can't get a normal taxi. I'm carrying this bag of cans, duffel bag of cans, my backpack and, a, and that glow from Asia canvas knapsack. I just basically beg a uh, motorcycle guy to take me to the airport. It's like a 15-minute ride. I throw the cans in front of his legs. He says, no, no, cannot fit here. Throws it in between me and him in the back of the, you know, between, gave us that space anyways. And then we ride. And I was doing a video blog recording of him when I was kind of getting on the back, and then he starts to go. So I quickly throw my hand on the back of the seat to hold me from falling off. And I'm holding a recorded video blog, TLSR, and right. Are you enjoying what you're hearing here at Global From Asia? Want to connect with me and others even more? GFAVIP.com is your place. It's our Global From Asia VIPs network for community, events, masterminds, private forum, special deals, and more. We do regular live calls and other sessions to get you guys on the fast track to growing your business. Check it out today at www.gfavip.com. Okay, sorry, I uh, filled up my phone storage. 
So I'm talking about being on this motorcycle and I'm recording the video blog as I'm doing it. And it's an eight minute long clip of me just driving through nowhere. Like, like no taxi. There's like, I think I counted one or two taxis in the whole ride. Mostly it's tricycles and motorcycles. And this, you know, Philippines, like huts and shacks and insanity. I can't wait for that video blog to go online. I can't wait to see what Alvin puts together for that one. So anyway, we get to the airport, and I'm talking about the end of the world. It feels like this yeah, Tom Cruise movie where he's running around the vanilla sky or something, maybe? Where there's nobody and nothing in the roads. But the funny thing is, motorcycle guy sees a sign that has a motorcycle icon with a cross saying, no motorcycles allowed on the ramp. So he's trying, trying to kick me off the motorcycle, saying that he took me to the airport, and i got to walk up this huge on-ramp to the terminal. Like, hey, dude, there ain't nobody here. I need help to carry this stuff you gotta help me out here so he agrees and we drive up the ramp and now we're you know just you know i don't you know how airports have those ramps right to go up to the terminal just nothing man you don't see airplanes you don't see cars you're just driving in the middle of the road we get to the uh entrance of the terminal too of the Cebu international airport and then these freaking Bottering guy, cops or security get give him an attitude saying, Hey, you can't come here, you motorcycle are allowed here. So I'm like, I defend the guy. I'm like, hey guys, he's helping me. I, there's nobody here. I told him to do it. It's me. Blame me. Blame me. And then they're like looking at each other like not sure what to say. I'm like, give if you blame me. And then I didn't even have to change. I only had a thousand peso and it was a one hundred and fifty peso, which is like three dollars ride. Uh, nobody had changed. All these rude security guards that have a chip on their shoulder nobody had changed for me to pay the motorcycle guy but i found a five dollar bill in my passport pouch so i tried to give him five bucks but he didn't know he just couldn't tell if i was ripping him off the barn guy helped me out they're like no no that's more than 150 peso take it take it so i give him the five dollars and he leaves and then i'm walking to the terminal and there's still nobody. Then you start seeing these stranded foreigners, like, look like they've been sleeping there or something. Like, just like 20, 30 foreigners, like, on the outskirts of it. And they tell me to get in line. But that, luckily I didn't listen to them because their line was, like, to buy a ticket. I already had a ticket, so I went the other entrance. And then I, uh, it's some technical stuff. But basically I went through. And then waiting in line to check my bags, I, I read, put the bags in. And then I, uh, they're, they're scaring me. They're like, sir, you, your visas, our business visa are giving me a certain question. And I was at the counter to Philippines, you know, the Jin Air. I never even heard of this airline before, Jin Air. And they're um, trying to give me a hassle. So luckily I had my old work permit and I showed him that. I showed him my marriage certificate. I showed him my Woofie, my wholly foreign owned entity, my Chinese company, Shadstone Import and Export Shenzhen Company Limited, a Shenzhen company. I started just bombarding them with documents and papers and proof and chops. I don't have physical chops, but scan chops. Finally, they let me, you know, check in. And then they were nice. They're on the vlog, video blog. And, uh, basically uh i went in and i went through security and then i get to korea get to korea that sunday night last night 
wasn't sure if I can leave the airport because I don't want to get stuck in quarantine 14 days in, a, in Korea. But they said 24 hours is okay. Okay, guys, don't blame me if this doesn't work for you, all right? I'm just telling you what happens in March 22nd, 2020. But they said you can leave the airport if you have a connecting flight in less than 24 hours. So I did. So I went out of the airport. I took a free shuttle. My wife booked me something off sea trip that doesn't look like another kind of Airbnb on some Chinese platform. And I got a good night's rest because you need your rest and you got to look healthy because they said if you get to China and you look sick, you're going to be in big trouble. This would make sense, right? <laughs> so I get a good night's sleep last night, Sunday night. My flight's 8.50. If my flight is 8.50 a.m. depart, March 23rd, 2020, to Shenyang, China, my wife's hometown where my wife and kids have been for the last few months. So I... Um, go back it wasn't actually a pain in the butt to go into the korea airport i uh i had my quarantine card and other things so can get back in the airport pretty smoothly wait for the flight again empty airport like looking like the lord like a war a day after a war or like i guess a pandemic <laughs> so waiting there for the uh gate to open just a handful of people for this flight. No other flights seem to be anywhere. Load up, get on a flight, and come here. You know, it's about a two-hour flight or so. It's confusing because of time zone differences between Korea and China, but it's felt like it's about a couple hours. Land Monday, March 23rd, 9.45 a.m. local time. There was no other planes. I mean, there were docked planes, but there's no planes landing, no planes taking off, no planes, nothing. Just, just parked ones, like long-term parking or whatever, nothing, no people, nothing. Roll up to the gate or whatever, you know, that tube thing comes onto the plane. They know, so we need to wait for the police or the customs to check the plane and come on. They come in those hazmat suits, like the white suits, like like those uh, movies. <laughs> and just walking up down, take, checking our papers, because we had so many papers. They gave us, like... Multiple, multiple, like big papers, small papers, card papers, import papers, quarantine papers, travel papers. Anyway, all these papers. They're like, I don't know how, but they never asked me anything on the plane. Some people said they were looking for specific people that came from specific countries to talk to them and measure them first. I don't know. I don't really know how they choose. Some people left earlier. I stayed the whole time. Then it took all of us off about two hours, about noon. We can get off the plane. Then we line up. And then there's multiple different, like, sessions you need to go through, I guess. Like, first session was, like, questioning you, temperature, um, you know, where you've been, why you're coming here, how long you'll be here. The next one's, of course, customs. The next one's, like, registering for, like, a hotel or where you live, why you're coming here again, calling the people that you say you're going to see. So is my wife, so she's talking to them. They're just verifying everything. And uh, here's the last part of this. I forgot to mention, when I was in Korea, about to take off, they came to me into my flight, said, sorry, we lost your bag. Can't find it. <laughs> I was kind of looking forward to the chili and the peanuts. I kind of stocked up, you know, picked the, the stuff. I liked some nice spicy tuna, canned tuna I was getting used to eating. Bummer, man. Damn. Get me in quarantine without my food. Get to eat whatever they can give me. So, 
what happened here? Let me think. Just somebody walking by hoping they get on a bus. Still just five of us on this 40 person bus. Alright, so I guess it's about two o'clock now, and then they had some the guy waiting for me. I get out of the Ranger Hotel place or whatever to baggage claim and that baggage claim they're like, Oh, are you I'm like the only foreigner, I forgot to say. I think I'm besides like Asians, like there's Koreans and some others, I'm like the only white skinned or non Asian skinned person in the plane. I mean it's a local city, it's not a hot spot for foreigners in Shenyang so so I guess he could just recognize me and he asked me if I was Mike Michelini I'm like yeah it's me so he's making fill some kind of form and he asked me I showed him a picture of the duffel bag Josh gave me that had the cans and he took a picture of that talks to Wendy my wife on WeChat about it in Chinese and then I'm like wait no maybe I don't need to go to a hotel so I kind of go for the exit and then they're waiting. They're waiting at that exit. You know, the, the normal exit where you get taxis pick you up. That's like, you're at this district. I'm in district. Okay, so they have like groups of like buses. So they put you into the bus that's based on the district or the area you're going to that for that hotel. Because my wife had talked to them and that they booked a hotel closest to my family. Or wherever, I guess, wherever you want to be. For me, it's my family. So... Basically, that's that's kind of up to this point. So they took me to this bus, and I've been sitting on this bus now. It's almost 4 p.m. I think it was like 2.30 I got there. So I've been here for an hour and a half. I had, luckily, I brought some peanuts on my carry-on because I haven't eaten anything. I had like a snack, a salmon sandwich. I just ate the salmon because I don't eat the bread from Korea Air at like 9 a.m. Besides that, I haven't eaten. So I'm kind of half-joking, but I said... Uh, you know, my limited Chinese, if they have a lunch for me, or lunch, because it's like 2.30 when I got on this bus, and they're like kind of like chuckling, and I'm asking my wife, and I said, which is like, I'm hungry, I didn't eat lunch, do you have fried rice? And they're just laughing at me, like, oh, your Chinese is good. And I'm just sitting, luckily I had some peanuts, I just ate some peanuts, but, so, that's my story. So 14 days. It's gonna be my be here for my birthday. But supposedly they'll let my family visit me. I hope. But um, that's the story. So what is 14 days? Let me look it up on the calendar here. Looks like April 6th or so. So my birthday's April 2nd. But looks like I'll be stuck here in this hotel. My wife says it's a nice hotel. I don't even know what's the price. I know people ask me how much I gotta pay, I think. I'm told I have to pay. So that's the deal. That's the story. That's where we're at. Alright. I think I'll just... But yeah, in the next few episodes, we'll be doing it from my quarantine room. <laughs> Maybe I'll do some extra shows. We also have those webinars, so... I would recommend checking it out on the show notes or um, other places you might might find glowfmedia.com slash masks for the webinar and a donation and a deals we're doing group buys there and for this show quarantine is a hard one to spell so let's say lockdown globalfromasia.com slash lockdown for episode 299 thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this one and I hope this doesn't happen to you 
To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.